Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old-school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. Where is the day going? It's already hour two of Canada's favorite daytime sports talk show on Game Plus TV. This is why daytime sports talk is a very important thing. We've got some breaking news items that we'll get to momentarily. We're also on WQEE Radio in Atlanta. Obviously, a podcast. You may be listening to this later in the day or week. And run YouTube Live. I'm in Calgary at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. Darren Moose Dupont is in Toronto and he joins us now. He's only with us for one segment here in hour two because next segment, Brandon London will join us from Giants TV in New York, where that's part of the breaking news today. Saquon Barkley has agreed to a one year contract with the Giants at $11 million per season plus incentives. So it's keeping him in New York, in New Jersey for the year. The drama's ended a day before the players were officially on the field at Giants camp. And then Patrice Bergeron retiring from the Boston Bruins, 19 seasons in Boston, just a true Hall of Famer, six-time Selkie Trophy winner, Stanley Cup, two Olympic golds. That's the definition of a Hall of Famer right there. So, hey, Moose, welcome. And we're having the kind of day that I love, uh, where we've had great guests. We got live audience down here at Century Downs. And also viewer and audience participation a lot of it talking about oppenheimer i kind of got into that after you got off the air last hour yeah i walked out with an hour to go in the movie think about that for a second i walked out with an hour to go in the movie uh ryan in toronto says i'm with you rod i look for movies in the 90 minute range and that's plenty for me did you go to oppenheimer because i saw you were at the movies last weekend at no, Landmark i went to mission impossible and it was great. It was three hours, but it didn't feel like three hours. It was good. Um, Oppenheimer, look, yeah. I'm trying to go, um, and I'm trying to go in the IMAX because there's an IMAX down the road, but it is jammed. Like, I can't get a ticket for a week. That's how busy, hmm. how sold out it is. So I'm probably not seeing Oppenheimer for a couple of weeks. But that's my point. We're big movie guys, so I'm not anti-Oppenheimer. I'm not anti-anything. I like everything, and I like everybody for the most part. It makes life easier. But I was enjoying the movie, dude. I think this Oppenheimer guy is really cool. But we're two hours in. It paused me to Google. It caused me to Google how long this movie is. I'm like, three hours? I can't wait another hour. I can't, I can't do it. I'm out of snacks. I'm going to have to pee three, four times. No, I'm old. I'm done. Bye. <laughs> so maybe I'll come back tonight and watch the second half with my refreshments and all the rest. They, they should, it needs a half time. Now, I was thinking of going to the CEBL game, but it's not tonight. The Calgary Surge are home to the Edmonton something something. No, the Edmonton Stingers uh, Wednesday night. 
And also, there's no games in the CEBL tonight, but Scarborough is at Brampton also Wednesday. And let me ask you this. With you being in Toronto, and you're a newbie there to southern Ontario, this prairie dog out there living in the big old city, is there any talk of all the CEBL teams in the area there? Brampton, Scarborough, and so forth. Even not Niagara. really. No, not enough at all. And it is too bad because, yeah, in St. Catharines they play in the Niagara area. Um, there's Scarborough. It's, there's a lot of teams out here. And I haven't – it's my fault, too. I haven't been out there. I'm pacing myself because I know all the yeah. junior hockey that's out here that I can go to and CEBL. So uh, they're on my list to try and get to for sure. I certainly understand that. So let's just slow it down. As Serena says, take the puck behind the net and just slow things down here on the breakout because there's a lot to get to today. We already said the breaking news. Patrice Bergeron retiring. Saquon Barkley's got a new deal. Jim Nill is back in Dallas on a two-year extension. Uh, we talked about the outrageous $776 million offer for striker Kylian Mbappe from the Saudi team. Uh, so we got to a lot of things. So just hang on, everybody. Here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino, there's a lot of exciting things going on. I want to mention that. Karen was here. She's bringing her staff by. We've, we've been treated wonderfully at Gray Eagle and Ace Casino. And one, one day we might go back. But there's never been a welcome like we've had here. There just hasn't been. They're dropping off the mugs. They're bringing coffee and donuts. They're asking people to come by. They're putting up signage. We got enough. Like there, I, you, you, I'll take a photo of it and send it to you. Live studio audience. The speaker setup is the best we've ever had. The World Professional Chuck. Wagon Association World Championships are here in a couple of weeks. There's a huge event coming up this weekend. I'm trying to get a room for my brother who wants to come out for this. I'm like, just hang on. Everything's happening, as Bob Cole would say. You can get the tickets for the World Professional Chuck Wagons uh, at showpass.com. You can get your tickets there. We'll be here to the end of August, and then I'm going back to Florida for a long time. The start of the NFL kickoff with the Dolphins, the Florida Panthers training camp, so you can expect for us to be there. And that's just because people want to know the, what's moving ahead. And what's also exciting about this, somebody wrote in and said, what's the buffet like? There's no buffet here. You don't need it. I don't, nobody needs to know what my deal is, but let's just say the menu's on here. The $9.99 pork baby back rib deal is the best you're going to find anywhere. Forget about cat. Anywhere. Done. I've had it. $9.99 ribs. Done. <laughs> So we don't need a buffet. There's a, they feed you uh, enough there. So, and with, that's the thing that I learned about Florida, Darren, is that there's just so much, there's so, so much sports to do. Remember me saying a year ago, or maybe it was two years ago, that I limited myself to one sporting event a week there? Because you could yeah. go every day. You could go every day. You're obviously seeing that in Toronto. Oh, I'm seeing that. Like I'm, I here's here's what I do, okay? Because I'm new to the area, haven't spent a lot of time out here. But I grew up watching hockey net in Canada, following all the guys. I go to Google Maps and I zoom out, and I think, oh, Oshawa, Kitchener, Timmins, Water, all these places that I remember hearing junior hockey teams. You know, I mean, the Mississauga team right next door to me. I mean, there's all these different teams. I mean, I could go to a different junior hockey game every night. This is going to be great. I mean, it's pretty similar to what we had in, in Sask with all the different communities that had teams. But, like, these are all within an hour's drive. It's going to be awesome. So I think I'm going to spend a lot of time on the highway in the winter. 
Yeah, and I do the same thing in Alberta. Like, uh, I'm meeting with the Flames on Thursday. We're going to talk about things moving forward into the next season. So, um, yeah, we're just trying not to dive in head first. There's been a lot of CFL talk here today, and there will be, because it's summer. And like I say, I'm getting into the Blue Jays. I left Oppenheimer early because I knew the Blue Jays were playing. I ended up falling asleep in the middle of <laughs> that game, too. But I'm old. The Blue Jays, I think this is what's exciting, is they have, going into the Dodger game yesterday, they had the exact same record as they did last year. And it's like, if they're healthy and they're getting better, and Alec Manoa's on track, and gosh knows there's enough people talking Blue Jays across this country and in the States, too. I don't need to be the baseball guy. But I'll be honest, we're all getting excited in the Blue Jays. They're at the Dodgers tonight. So with a, with a better schedule, a healthy lineup, and pitchers with their heads in the right place, what is possible for the Toronto Blue Jays in this second half? It's, it's really got me now scrambling to get to the television or listen on the radio every game. And that's fantastic. It's awesome. It really is. You know, and we sit here and, and, and look at the division and think, oh, they're not close to Tampa. They're not close to Baltimore. And they're struggling. No, they're not struggling. You know, and Mike Wilner mentioned this last week on the show. They're the best team in the American League over the past seven weeks. They have been. Yeah, they had a tough loss, two or three, to Seattle, who are playing desperate baseball. But they're good. They're fun. They're exciting. You know, going into last night, Vladdy had homered in three of four. I know Bo Bichette didn't play last night, and he struggled a little bit. But imagine when he gets going again, you know, and Springer gets the bat going. They're going to be really exciting down the stretch. I think they're going to, you know, they've had a tough first half and are still in a wild card. So I think the playoffs are very much a possibility. And when they get in there, who knows? You're really seeing how this is not just a sports show. As I said, it's the view for sports fans. So we'll talk about whatever we want to talk about in a coffee discussion. And I bring that up because for the pe one of the people that have texted in regarding our movie contest for Landmark Cinemas, where we ask you to write in movies to 902-518-3033 to be randomly selected to win a draw for movie tickets and concession coupons every weekend, courtesy Landmark Cinemas. One of the uh, entrants said, and I've said, add now the movie you'd like to see. They said, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He says, I love them. And I'm like, well, this is why you need a salesman. I never wanted to go to Barbie. But watching the preview last night in the theater, I'm like, this actually looks so whacked out that I might actually want to check it out to see if it is as whacked out as it looks. I mean, Will Ferrell, Ryan Gosling, Margot Robbie, pretty good cast. And the clips look funny, but it also looks like whoever wrote this was on LSD <laughs> periodically <laughs> in writing the movie. Do you know what I... Just in I'm and like, out of trips, eh? Well, yes. <laughs> but one scene looks very normal. The next looks, whoa. So it's got me wanting to go to the movie. That's why advertising is important. That's why advertising works. Yeah. Back on track. If we were ever on track. 111. The poll. 11 -11. The poll. It's one. Hey, how about that? It's 1111 Mountain. For Speaking those of, of LSD here in Western, yeah. Western Canada. Where it is God's country, 24-7, not just at 1111 Mountain. I do love me some wide open spaces, I'll tell you that for free.
But the poll question for Key Auto Group, and by the way, at the Key Auto Group, you can buy with confidence knowing that they provide reports on all vehicles they sell. Get fully informed with your next vehicle by going to keyautogroup.ca. With NFL training camps officially opening across the board Wednesday, the question is, who's the best running back in the National Football League? And the breaking news today is that Saquon Barkley has signed a one-year deal with the Giants. Uh, $11 million plus incentives. Derek Henry, uh, Ren, Derek Henry is now officially Moose running away with it, literally and figuratively, with 51% of the vote. Saquon Barkley and Nick Chubb tied with 21% each. Josh Jacobs with 7% of the vote. It's an interesting reaction on Twitter. Brendan writes in and says, a top running back poll without CMC should never be taken seriously. Do you want to explain how we came up with those four? Because it was you, right? Yeah, top rushers from last year. And that's the idea of any poll you put on social. You have the ability to write a comment in and add your name. Christian McCaffrey, um, in terms of a rusher, isn't producing the same as those guys. But he's also a really dynamic receiver out of the backfield, too. Does a few different things. So... Worthy, worthy of a conversation, but we can only have four in the poll. Well, we talked about Christian McCaffrey in the morning meeting. Were we going to put him in? Right? And, yeah. uh, but he obviously has battled injury issues. And, um, yeah, has he played a full season? You know, when's the last time? Yeah, that, that, that equates for why his rushing numbers weren't where those others were. He didn't play a full season. And I was also thinking about why, and maybe we can ask Brandon London this, why the running backs are looked down upon. I've seen people saying they need their own union in the National Football League. You might have brought that up last week. Roy Shivers, Hall of Fame personnel man, scout, former Cardinals running back and kick returner once said, Running backs are a damn a dozen. Maybe that's why. Now, I understand Saquon Barkley's special. I understand all those guys in our poll are special, but do you think that's why they are a little underpaid compared to the quarterbacks, the receivers, and D-linemen? That's 100% why why they're underpaid. It's not necessarily about how much you're producing, but it's about how easy it is to replace you. And some of the top end guys are really difficult to replace exactly what they bring to the table, but the, but there's so many good running backs um, and they work so hard that their durability isn't always there. Yeah. It's about your ability to be replaced much harder to replace a, a, a starting quarterback at that level than it is a running back. Unfortunately. Moose, I know that you have a lunch to get to, so you get gone. Say hey to my crew. Uh, they're from Bet Regal, please. And uh, we'll chat with you tomorrow. All right. Darren Moose DuPont uh, joining us from the center of the universe, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. A minute or two, a minute before we break and we'll bring in Brandon London from Giants TV and New York Giants camp. But uh, Brian writes in from Hudson Bay, the moose capital of the world. Brian says the Blue Jays need to start hitting better with runners in scoring position if they want to get to where we all want them to go. Uh, yeah, but I'm at a point now, and it's not just baseball, football and hockey too. I'm not, I don't have the energy to sit and watch this critically like you. I'm just enjoying the games. 
It's like the people writing in yesterday. Can you ask so-and-so about CFL business and are they making money? I'm not, I don't have it in me. I'm not sitting there watching the Blue Jays or any hockey or football team going, this, this is what they're not. Blue Jays, good team. And they're in condition. They just beat the Dodgers in their ballpark last night, the NL West leaders. So I get the, I get the critical nature of looking at things, but I, that's just not for me. Not anymore. Not right now, anyways. We're going live to Giants camp when we come back. And on the way, Matt DeBuck to talk about quarterback play. Because summer's for football. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in Calgary on the Game Plus Television Network. WQEE Radio Podcast and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. We're live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino in beautiful Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And just ahead of Brandon London, CFL and NFL alum. We are on Game Plus TV and WQE Radio. And by the way, are you too busy with summer plans to cook, but you want to make sure you're eating well? Well, guys and gals, with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, you can skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too, all while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you desire head to factormeals.com slash peterson 50 right now and you get 50 percent off your first meal first order with that promo code peterson 50 that's factormeals.com slash peterson 50 spell it right okay the breaking news today is saquon barkley's agreed to a one-year deal with the giants 11 million plus incentives brandon london is a Super Bowl winning receiver with the Giants, but also four seasons with the Montreal Alouettes. with Giants TV. Joins us today. No stranger to the program. Brandon, hey, welcome back to the man. Great to see you. I hope you got a few minutes with us today because I got some other things I want to get to besides the Barkley deal. But how much does this mean? How much of a relief is this heading into Giants training camp? Oh, it's a huge relief when you're thinking about it. Saquon Barkley is the Giants offense. I know Daniel Jones was the one who got the bag this offseason in terms of getting the money. But if you look at the numbers last year, Saquon over 1,300 yards rushing, I believe uh, 10 or 11 touchdowns, 57 receptions. He was the guy that defense is prepared to try and take away and stop. So when you're talking about, okay, they finally got it done, the player side of me, 
doesn't like the deal from the player standpoint, but I get it from the media and business side of things. But at the end of the day, going into the second year of Brian Dable's offense, they want this man to eat. He wants to eat, and hopefully he stays healthy so he can hit those incentives. Okay, Brandon, take us into that then, please. And, and morph it, if you will, into the wider discussion of why these running backs across the National Football League feel um, disrespected. Clearly you do, too, on behalf of Saquon. So can you talk about why you think it could have been a better deal for him? Yeah, I'm going to remove my emotions from it. Obviously, you know, the time that I've spent with Giants TV, I've been around Saquon since his rookie year. Uh, I'm around the players a lot. So you build some sort of repertoire with them or rapport with them. And then, you know, being the former player that I am myself, you always feel as though you want the players to get the best end of the deal. I also believe that he and his representation kind of gambled a little bit when they were offered that, reportedly offered that 14-5 during the bye week last season, I think that he thought or his representation thought they wanted him to hold out a little bit more because, again, everyone knows that he is the production leader when it comes to the Giants. He was the Giants offense, so they probably felt like he could get a little bit more. It didn't happen that way. You got some things that got leaked into the media that he voiced his frustrations on because the mantra or the theme in that that building, Quest Diagnostics Training Center, is Family business is family business. Whatever's going on in-house should never get leaked. So you can see how the emotions would get involved when it comes to both the business side, the GM front office side, and the player side. See how emotions would be involved with this. But at the end of the day, this guy just took a deal to bet on himself again. He's a football player, and he's out to win with his brothers. Well, that's the thing, and Brandon, you're a smart guy, and that's part of what I want to get into after the football discussion here, but Giants, Dolphins, Steelers on your resume and Alouettes. I'm sure you've been through sticky contract negotiations as a player. How do you get over it? If we can put aside the $11 million a year, because you know the average American saying, the citizen is like, I can't live on that. It's not about that. So if we put that aside, how do you get past the chip on your shoulder and go play every day when you feel that you took a value to help the team? Well, my caliber of contracts negotiated compared to Saquon's was something completely night and day. Like (laughs) my teams would just, but still my teams would just tell me you're cut, not negotiated. But, uh, but yeah, no, it kind of brings me back to uh, one year with the Alouettes when uh, I believe that was the year Deron Carter had kind of come on to the scene and, you know, the Alouettes, Jim Pop and those guys kind of asked me to take a pay cut. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, no way was I going to take a pay cut because I had done a body, uh, a, a reasonable body of work and uh, as a receiver and a special teamer to be able to make that money. So as a player, you kind of have to remove yourself from the situation and kind of look at the numbers. I'm like, this young kid, Ron Carter, is, is making plays. I understand that I'm not getting the ball as much. But let me find a way because at the end of the day, my beef is not between S.J. Green or Jamel Richardson or Anthony Calvillo. My beef is kind of, or the player's beef is with the front office, you know, in that sense. So I'm going to play, I'm going to remove my emotions from it. Like Mark Tressman used to always tell his players, don't tell yourself a story. Don't tell yourself a story because when you tell yourself a story, you don't prepare the way you're supposed to prepare. So you just put yourself in the position to where you're like, you know what? It's me and my brothers. Everyone in this locker room is who I'm going to play for. And I'm going to play lights out. And then I'm going to stick it to the front office by producing to make them pay 
what they're supposed to pay me. And then on top of that, you want to get more. There's no beef with Jim Pop either way, either way to clear that up. There's just a mindset that, that I had at that time. Hey, trust me, I get it. And Velo, that was cracking the vault on the stories I wanted to get to right there. And DC, that he's my boy now. I, I remember when he came into the league. I love him. I love him so much. But you played with Luke Mullender, who's also my boy, the current rider radio color guy. And he just, he thinks the world rises and sets on you. He's always below this, below that. And he told me about you going, was it to the ESPN boot camp? This is where we're going to take it, folks, outside of football yeah. and into broadcasting. Can you talk about your training to be a broadcaster coming out of being a player? Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, it was that 2012 season when I was averaging like 19 point, I believe 199 yards per catch. I was doing the wavy walk, you know, every I was just we were going to war with uh, with the, with uh, Winnipeg and 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 Hef and uh, C Johnny Sears Jr. and all that year. And, you know, that was a year that I was playing to 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 go down to the NFL with Tressman. I knew he was leaving within a year or two, but I ended up getting injured. And being out that year, so I started taking classes, uh, theater classes with the Montreal School of Performing Arts instead of uh, going out to practice because I would just rehab in the mornings and then I'd be in class all day. And that's where I kind of knew it was on that field against Toronto when I couldn't get up off the ground. I knew that my football world was going to change. I was going to start to migrate and start to put my energy into the TV business. So I started going out to LA, getting uh, on-camera tra uh, training out there, doing my off-seasons, created my own web series called Jersey Off Suit On uh, when I was back in Montreal. And I'd take the camera. Uh, my camera guy at the time was Darren Diedrich. Rest in peace. Uh, one of my best friends, my roommate, my camera guy, he helped me create that web series. And I would film what I call the cultured athlete lifestyle because I modeled, I did... You know, I tried to get, I went on auditions for like little TV things here and there in Montreal. And I wanted to show, you know, an athlete's journey going, transitioning from football into the TV aspect of it. And Luke, my guy, was one of those guys, whether, you know, when he moved on and played for another team, he'd always come up to me and tell me, man, I see what you're doing. I saw your latest episode, man. Keep going. And then when I moved out to L.A. full time and I retired from football to, to be out in LA, uh, I was part of this thing called After Buzz TV, where it was basically what it's what Arlen Bruce used to call reps and touches. It's all about reps and touches, and and our aftermath would get me those reps and touches. And Luke was a guest at a CFL show uh, that I had down there in LA, and Luke was a guest on there, and uh, he would co-host it with me a bunch of times. So uh, it's just one of those things, man. Uh, I always thank the CFL. You know, I know they, I know people will say, "Oh, The Rock played in the CFL." The Rock played, but I, I believe that CFL gave me more to my career after football than it did for The Rock. You know, because I actually got to play up there, and I've got some uh, some glory days and some moments up there. But it also got me ready to transition for life after football and all as well. So it's one of those things, any player that's out there, you know, reach out to me if you want to, if you're kind of thinking of how to get into entertainment, television, that side, of, that side of things. But at the end of the day, do what Michael Strahan told me my rookie year. Always take care of football first. Uh, so I'm glad you're sitting down and hold on to your hat. But Arlen Bruce III is watching right now. And he writes in. And he says, I want to say what's up to Brandon London, number 14, a.k.a. Two Weeks, my former teammate. Two weeks. Bless two up, weeks. B. London. Two weeks. 
<laughs> What's up with that? What's the story there? Other than you were just teammates so for two, two weeks. weeks. He had that big of him. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so two, I was number 14. So two weeks is, is 14 days. And then uh, we used to freestyle all the time. We used to rap freestyle all the time, you know, when guys are kind of killing time in the CFL and hanging out. But I'll tell you one thing. It was an honor to play with that dude. Um, he was, when I stepped in day one, I knew for a fact I wanted to play with Arlen Bruce. And I also wanted to play with Ricky Roy, Ricky Ray as well, but I never got a chance to. But when Arlen Bruce came over from BC and he uh, he signed with the, with the Alouettes, man, like consummate pro, the dude showed the young guys the way. He would always show up in, in big moments, big-time plays. So I uh, appreciate you, Brucey. He's uh, he's an icon, and he's with us every day. I love him, too. And But did you not go to some sort of, like, uh, boot camp or something for broadcasting? That's what Luke told me. Oh, okay. Yeah, the NFL broadcasting boot camp, man. They almost didn't even let me in because you needed, like, three accredited seasons in the NFL. And I was like, look, man, I got I got one, a practice squad year and a ring. That's three right there. Let me in. So I had to like write, I kept having to write and I was bothering uh, whoever it was on that email. I kept bothering him like, look, I've already done this national show. I've kind of already shot my own website. I'm, I was like, and then I basically ended it saying, I'm going to get in and, and be a success on TV with or without you guys. So you should use my journey and my story and allow me into uh, the broadcast boot camp. So that's when I went down there. Um, and, you know, I got so many great connections when it came to that. And again, reps and touches. You got to be on set with guys like James Brown. You got to be on set with some of the NFL network cast and talent. And you just got to see how it's run. You know, there's one thing when you play, when you're playing football, you're in meeting rooms, you're looking at the playbook, you see the plays and, you know, you're drawing up certain things. Then you look on, on the board, you see it ran in, as a video. And then you go out there, you go through a jog through, but you really don't learn until you actually get out there and you get some game speed, full speed reps. That's where you learn, okay, I should break this route off at 12 instead of 15 because of X, Y, Z. It's the same thing when it comes to television production and, and, and doing the right things and, and finding your own voice and sound when it comes to television and uh, broadcasting. So NFL broadcast boot camp was great for me. But, you know, I had to really, uh, I just, my mom always says the squeaky wheel always gets fixed. So this squeaky wheel got into the broadcast boot camp by, by email harassing whoever that was. Yeah, and don't be shy, man. The, the opportunities we passed up of just being shy. Okay, B. London, we're watching. We appreciate the time today. I'm glad you answered all that because that's what I wanted to talk about. And uh, good luck, Giants, man. You have a great season. Keep in touch. Okay, real, real quick. Next time you do one of those shows out in Aruba or Bahamas or wherever you're at, Rod, I need to be your in-studio yeah. guest. I got PTO days. How about yeah, we got it. I'd love to have you. Oh, we could do that. We'll make it happen. We'll write it down. Thanks, Bilo. There we go. Thank you, guys. Brandon London joining us from Giants TV, Super Bowl champion, CFL alum, and he's watching. He's watching. Everybody is. When we come back, our good friend Matt DeBuck will join us. He's become our quarterback whisperer. Argos Blue Bombers alum receiver from Verdun, Quebec, now the head coach at Cardinal Gibbons High School. Two-time 5A state Florida champion, football uh, champions. And who knows what else uh, is on the way.
So we'll be right back to Century Downs Racetrack and Casino right after this on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Century Downs Racetrack and Casino is the place to be, especially for the RP Show Daily, 10 a.m. Mountain here on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio. The World Professional Chuck Wagon Association World Championships are here August 23rd to 27th. Tickets are available now at showpass.com. You're going to be hearing a lot more about that. Let's bring in Matt DeBuck now. It's kind of funny, Coach DeBuck. I don't know if you just heard Brandon London joining us from Giants TV, and he's like, next time you're down there in Aruba or somewhere beautiful, bring me on. Now, it's South Florida, man. It's South Florida. That's the beautiful place where we broadcast down there where we get to talk football in paradise, uh, Coach. And that's where you're joining us from right now. Um, what are we talking about today, Matt? You know, Rod, pre appreciate you having me on. Obviously, um, the CFL is something that I really enjoy watching. It's on the CBS Sports Network now down here, and we're getting a lot more of it. Uh, and, you know, you just watch those games and you look at, the quarterback play and the, and the kicking plays. I mean, to me, those are the two things that every roster probably needs to be built in that in that league, quarterback and kicker. They're such big parts of the every three-down football. And uh, to me, it's it's exciting. But I was going to talk to you about a couple of the, the things that I see trending in the league and obviously uh, with the quarterback play. And, you know, I, I made some notes today, so – I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything, but you know, watching Chad Kelly play, I'll, I'll start with him first. I think he's the best player in the league right now. Uh, mobile, he can throw off platform pretty accurately, uh, spreads the ball around, and has a, a rifle for an arm. So I think Toronto's in a in a really good position moving forward. And Boris Beatty, I think is how you say his name, is is pretty solid back there kicking. So. Um, I think Toronto's got a really, really good opportunity to continue it going uh, as the season goes on. And it's funny that I guess they're 4-0 or 5-0, and that's the first time since the 60s. And I would have thought when Doug Flutie was playing, uh, those teams might have started in the same way. But I guess apparently that didn't happen. Well, 5-0 and for the first time since 1960, and you played with Flutie in that era. So, yeah, but you never know. That's the fun thing about football. So, Chad Kelly, best quarterback in the CFL right now through a third of the season. As you know, there's a lot of football left to play. But two big stories, other names starting are Dustin Crum in Ottawa, Kent State product, and Jake Mayer here in Calgary. They went to overtime the other night, as you know, at McMahon Stadium in an in a old-style CFL shootout. And you were saying... You know, I, big difference I'm between a those two guys. I'm a fan of Jake Mayer. The the only thing that you can see with Jake Mayer is when he gets off platform, that's when he runs into trouble because he's got a he's got a big arm, and I think that's why Coach Dickinson really probably let Bo go. Uh, but when he's off platform, you know he he let a couple of those balls down the field that were intercepted. Uh, I know he wish he could have got back, but that was a fundamental breakdown in his mechanics, which cost him. So I'm, I know they have good quarterback coaches, and it's it's hard sometimes 
you know, when the bullets are flying to, to get back on, on your platform and your base so that you can be accurate. But I think that's what's plagued Jake Mayer in the, in the beginning of the season. He looks really good at times. And then other times he's, you know, he, he lets the ball go up down the field a little carelessly and, and uh, that's cost them. And uh, I think that's an issue for him. And I, that's a fixable issue. I think he's a franchise quarterback. He's got, he's got it all. Uh, he just he just needs to play a little bit better in some situations when he is getting pressured. Um, but you can see when he's throwing the ball, he he'll pull away from the target, and I think that's what will cost him at times. But when he's on platform and he's locked in, uh, I think he's as good as anybody in the league. Well, coach, maybe I'm just a prisoner of the moment, but with what Dustin Crum's doing in Ottawa, fourth string rookie quarterback with the Red Blacks beat Winnipeg with his legs in overtime and then beat Calgary in overtime with his arm. But people are saying, no, 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 too early to anoint him the next one. But what do you think about what Dustin Crum's doing with the Red Blacks? Now, I'm going to say this to you. I think Dustin Crum is very, very sound with his mechanics. And I think that's a big reason why he's had a lot of success early. You can also tell he's been coached at the college level for the zone read in which they, they run. It was Kind of cool to see Calgary make the adjustment and, and, and spy him in the second half, which kind of took his legs out of the equation. But you can see when when Crum gets locked into his target, he didn't throw a heavy ball either. He, his ball spins through the air pretty well. Uh, it's very catchable, good locations. I think that's why he's had success. And, and uh, you know, at the beginning of the, the his little journey, you know, I think he, he was able to use his legs and run a little bit, you know, when you look at Zach Caleros, I think he's a combination of Mayer and, and Kelly. Kind of a, you know, throws well off platform, does a good job, knows where to go with the ball, um, and he's got a great team that surrounds him. So I think those are the right now to me. Those are the three hot guys in the league. I did like what I saw of Taylor Powell a little bit. I thought he's got a chance. Um, he looks like he he's got some pretty good fundamentals. And then you know you got Cody. Obviously, big, strong, uses his legs, uh, CFL veteran, does a good job. But, you know, he's, he's kind of trending in the middle area. I think those three guys are, are trending up. And Cornelius, yeah, I don't know if he can do it or not. You know, the games that I've watched, I think he has a big arm. He's got a long frame. I think that's what sucks you in on him, um, but doesn't seem to process – the same way the other guys do. And that's kind of the way I see it as of right now. Obviously losing Trevor Harris in Saskatchewan is a huge blow. And I, and I would say the same thing about Mason Fine. I, I'm not sure he's a processor at this point. I've, I've, when I say worked with broadcast for teams that have had some great offensive coordinators like George Cortez and Doug Barry, uh, you know those guys. And they were just... Yeah. They, would, they wanted to chain the quarterback in the pocket if they could. And Darian was the guy. Are we seeing with the injury to Trevor Harris why coordinators and head, offensive head coaches don't want their quarterback getting outside the tackles? Is that why, Matt? Well, I have a quarterback that's committed to North Carolina, and he's, he's in the range of, you know, 6'2", 205 pounds, and has a cannon. Reminds me a lot of Jake Mayer. Might be just a little bit taller. I don't want him to run the football. Uh, I, I really don't. Um, but in today's football, you know, the, the quarterback also brings a different element to the game when teams are dropping eight. 
you know, in our league, you know, in, in American football, they drop eight and, you know, they, they say they dare you to run the quarterback. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think what, what kind of baffles me about the CFL is they bring in this, the second quarterback on the fourth and one. And those guys, to me, aren't going to be the guys you bring in as the second quarterback. So is he a, why don't they just make that a running back position? I, I, don't, I don't quite understand that. Um, maybe because it's the third guy on the roster, but you're looking at some of these other guys that come in on second down that they aren't going to play much. Maybe, you know, the, the guy in BC might play, um, a little bit more, but yeah, I, I, I think the the one, two punch at, you know, for every team is crucial in this league. If you're going to have longevity and success for the head coach and the general manager. Yeah. And Hey, and lastly, we got a couple minutes here. We need to explain to people about your football in South Florida. I went to Coral Gables to watch you in the seven on seven. Is it your QB one or QB two that's committed to North Carolina? Because your top two guys are committed, right? Uh, no. Last year we had a quarterback that signed with the University of South, uh, Central Florida, and our backup last year is now the starter. He's a one-game starter, and he um, he's he he's committed now to North Carolina, and, and uh, he got in eight games last year and did a good job, and he's got a lot of arm talent, and you know. It'll be fun watching his development through the season as we like to throw the ball a, a lot. We run the air raid <laughs> offense down here. So we like to throw it, and, and uh, we want everybody to catch it and spread the ball around. And he seems to have a really good handle on the offense. I guess that's where I got confused is that he started – he was your backup last year. Correct. Started one game Correct. and is already committed to North Carolina. So that's pretty amazing. Correct. We've done a what good do you job here, you know. Uh, we start on the 31st. Um, you know, that's going to probably curtail a little bit of my CFO action, but I'll, I'll record the games <laughs> if I can't watch them at night. But I, I'll tell you this, the, the league is fun to watch. The players are really good. I tell everybody, you know, when the games are on, watch these games. Um, oh, you can make money playing football still, you know, it, you know, with the NIL now and, and, and college football, a lot of those guys might take a pay cut uh, going to the CFL. But I, I do think if you want to continue your dreams and your hopes and, and maybe get a shot like London did after, you know, a couple of years in Canada and then go up to the, to the NFL and, and catch on, um, the money obviously is there. But, you know, I, I just think watching – you know, people do this for a living and you're, you're, you're banking on development of players. You're banking on, you know, more than just the development of player. You're banking on, you know, their, their maturity. Then you're banking on, you know, what are they going to do off the field? What are they going to do on the field? And there's so many different Lego pieces that go into it to make this work. And we've won actually three state ch championships. Uh, you, you only gave me credit for two, but that's Sorry, okay. Uh, <laughs> that's Okay. But I think football, I know, you know, Canada's a, a hockey nation and, and all that. But I, I do I do feel like football there, there is a, a passion there. And, again, we talked about the last time, just do a little bit better job marketing the players. And I think if you can identify with the player, then you can ultimately, you're going you're gonna to want to see what the player does. And uh, I think oh, the yeah. CFL is in a trend in the right direction because there's a lot of good young quarterbacks. But, you know, we'll see what happens with Bo. When Bo comes back, 
you know, what does that mean for Hamilton? Do they get back into the race? Um, you know, I, I, again, I always thought he was a great player in the league and, and, you know, but father time always wins. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's, there's no, uh, there's no way to, to beat that out. Father time undefeated. Uh, yes, coach, you're right. And you obviously caught my comments on NIL. Wasn't it interesting with what Lane Kiffin said? Let's just call it pro. <laughs> Let's just call it pro and be done with it. You know, maybe we'll talk about that next week, Matt. We got to run now, but I, I appreciate this. Great analysis. Thanks, Rod. Great show. Keep it up. Three time Florida State 5A champion, Matt DeBuck of the Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs. We'll be back with overtime right after this, live from Century Downs Racetrack and Casino on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio Podcast, and YouTube Live. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games. Your favorite live table games and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus. Use your game sense. Okay, it is time for overtime, uh, the final segment of the fastest two hours in sports. That's the RP show here on Game Plus TV. Key Radio podcast at YouTube. Uh, Ryan in Toronto writing in. He says, fantastic show today, Rod and team. Thank you, Ryan. You made it that and the guests. Carlos in, in Indianapolis says, when's their first game? He's talking about the Chiefs. I don't know. Look it up. Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs High School Football. Look it up on their social media channels. You're a social media guy, Carlos. You can find it on there. All I know is I'll be down there for it. I go to every game, and I love it very much. So now's the time if you want to reach me in overtime, 902-518-3033 for the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Football League. Progressive Insurance text line, you can reach me, 902-518-3033. We haven't had a text in hour two. Everybody's just sitting back watching and listening. So here in hour two, this final segment, send it to me. We've got a lot of breaking news on this Tuesday. Patrice Bergeron, who led the Boston Bruins to the 2011 Stanley Cup Championship and two other trips to the final over two decades in which he established himself as the NHL's dominant two-way forward. Announced today, quote, with a full heart and a lot of gratitude, unquote, that he is retiring. The Bruins are expected to retire Bergeron's number 37, making him the 12th player so honored. He's a certain first ballot inductee for the Hockey Hall of Fame when he is eligible in three years. From the Canadian Football League, news today, Zach Caleros of the Blue Bombers was graded as the top quarterback in the CFL's weekly honor roll. They use analytics to name the player of the week in the CFL. I don't like that, but it is what it is. Caleros earned a grade of 84.6. 
after throwing for 308 yards and two touchdowns in Winnipeg's win over Edmonton. On Thursday, Winnipeg's Brady Olivero was graded as the top running back. Bombers O-line earned the top grade of all offensive lines at 79.8. Ottawa's Nate Bahar was the top graded receiver. Calgary's Mike Rose earned the top grade among defensive linemen, while Ben Laddick of the BC Lions was the top graded linebacker. Hamilton's Richard Lee Ren Leonard got the top nod among defensive backs. Like, I mean, you're naming nine players. It's just too much. Hamilton's Bailey Flint was the top-graded punter kicker, and Saskatchewan's Jaden Dolkey earned the highest special teams grade. Dalton Varsho hit a tie-breaking two-run double in Toronto's three-run 11th inning, leading the visiting Blue Jays to a 6-3 win over the NL West-leading Los Angeles Dodgers Monday night. Game two of the series goes tonight. They'll play a day game on Wednesday, and then the Jays return home on their home to the Angels Friday night. Shohei Otani starts for uh, LA in that one watching the women's world cup Colombia got first half goals from Catalina use me and Linda Casado and rolled to a two nothing victory over South Korea and their opening group H match for both sides in Sydney Canada's next game is Wednesday versus uh, Ireland in Perth this sports updates brought to you by landmark cinemas in theaters August 4th Meg Two, the trench Meg 2 is an upcoming science fiction film based on the 1999 book The Trench by Steve Alton. The story continues as we follow rescue diver Jonas Taylor's encounter, played by Jason Statham, with a 75-foot-long megalodon shark. That's Meg 2, The Trench, in theaters August 4th. And maybe before then, I'll get to Landmark Cinemas to watch the second half of Oppenheimer. <laughs> Three hours, man. That's just too much. Uh, sports on tap tonight. I mentioned the Blue Jays. It, it's a quiet night. Tonight's a good night to go to a movie. Landmark Cinemas. The Blue Jays are at the Dodgers tonight, as I mentioned. For us, here in the Mountain Time Zone, 8.07 first pitch. Late start for the Eastern sports fans. The Canadian Elite Basketball League has no games tonight, but I want to mention that on Wednesday, the Edmonton Stingers visit the Calgary Surge at Winsport and will be there. Also Wednesday at Scarborough at Brampton. We're inside the final minute of play. So thank you uh, to Brandon London for joining us today from Giants TV. What a great chat that was. Matt DeBuck from the three-time Florida 5A State football champion Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs. I think they got a bunch of new fans here today after that interview. And Mike Hogan, the voice of the Argos. Did I tell you, tomorrow in our CFLPA Players Spotlight, we'll be joined by Willie Jefferson of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Big Willie style, number five. One of my, no, he, I think, is my fa second favorite player in the CFL behind Cody Fajardo. That's tomorrow. We'll get to, uh, well, I can't get to all your comments. There's too many today. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here at Century Downs Racetrack and Casino. McFly, hello! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.